Hello, everyone, and welcome out to episode 87 of a Nerd Named Mark podcast. It's me. It's Mark. I'm here. Uh, yeah, so, man, got a good amount of stuff to talk about today. Uh, just, you know, between some new uh, merch halls, uh, finishing up one of my uh, collections. So I now have a complete set of something, uh, you know, diving into more manga, which has been kind of my cool little relaxing like escape after long work weeks and this and that getting you know picking up some manga and reading it and comics and whatnot so i'm really you know excited to talk about that stuff uh dude so i did an episode a, a while ago i think it was probably last year when you know everything was you know not open Going over like different streaming services, I believe it was right before Disney Plus was coming out. I was, you know, going over all the different streaming services, and it was kind of just like, you know, I wanted to jump back into that because of all the new, uh, you know, streaming, like all the new movies like coming out that have been on streaming services, some have not. And the main thing that really got me was the fact that you know all these eight movies being on hbo max you know and uh, you know theaters at the same time and then also you know they just announced uh what was it uh halloween kills is gonna be on i believe peacock or paramount plus paramount plus like the same day it's coming out in theaters and i was just like i haven't really done a you know, up like an update on the whole streaming service conversation. And I did look it up and it seems that I, you know, talked about this back on episode 32. So this was back in March. Like that's a long time ago, obviously. So, and so it's been basically two years. Cause that was one of my like original or no over a year. Cause I, sorry, 30. Yeah. Okay, the it's been a long time. Okay, I'm trying to figure out like my years and this and that. I'm like, uh, is it 2021 still? Is it 2022? Did I skip a year? I don't know. But yeah, this was episode 32 way back in March of 2020. I talked about it, and I haven't really touched on any of these streaming platforms since you know. And at the time, I was kind of ranking them, but you know, since then, Disney Plus and HBO Max have came out. And so in Peacock and Paramount Plus, like last time I talked about it was like Hulu, Netflix, YouTube had some movies that we had HBO Go at the time. So it's like in Prime Video. So now it's like, you know, I think the amount of streaming platforms has kind of like almost tripled since then because now CBS has CBS access. So I was like, I definitely want to talk about streaming platforms now because it's been over a year and a lot has changed in my thoughts on a majority of them, even the newer ones, which I haven't really talked about, have kind of skewed where I'm at when it comes to how I want to watch my films now. And especially with everything going on still, we are technically still living in a pandemic. So I was like, I really wanted to, you know, brush up on that. Because when I first talked about it, it was kind of when they were first being announced and everything was first happening with shutdowns. And now, you know, basically just about 18 months later, it's like, okay, let's revisit that and kind of see where, where I stand on everything. And I would love to see 
and hear about where everyone else stands too. So if you follow me on social media, let me know what you think. Or, you know, you can email me at annmpod at com. Uh, by the way, just some housekeeping because I might forget to talk about this at the end. I love the emails you guys are sending me, especially because for a while there, when I first started a podcast, a lot of people were asking me about video game stuff, mainly because I was playing so much Diablo 3 on the Switch, and everyone was asking me to like run them through this and team up on that. And then I've been getting a lot of, not a lot, a decent amount of emails asking me about Pokemon Unite. And now I started seeing, you know, more people ask me about Diablo because we have Diablo 2 remastered or whatever they're calling it coming out in a couple weeks. And yeah, so I appreciate all the emails, you know, especially reaching out to me, just asking if I want to play some games. But yeah, you know, sometimes I like to see some feedback about the podcast, though. So if you ever have any feedback, any questions or anything in regards to the show, please email me, let me know, or hit me up on social media. But with that being said, let's just jump right in to everything. So I want to start off with some of my new collectibles. Um, I have a video going live on YouTube to coincide with this so you guys can visually see everything I got. Um, so it is the 50th anniversary of Kamen Rider. I had to, you know, hit up Amazon Japan because I love Amazon Japan. Uh, and I got my Kamen Rider Revice driver, which is the belt and little device that he uses to transform. And some gimmicks, the belt holder, and another gimmick. And the gimmick are, like, the little V, the little v stamps. That's what they, you know, use to transform and this and that. They're called gimmicks. I got some of those. Uh, that was my Amazon Japan haul. And then I have a connection in Japan directly. And if anyone... You know, follows me on social media. You know, I'm a Kamen Rider fan. I build a lot of the Sotos, which are the candy toy model kits. Uh, he sent me Wave 10 for Kamen Rider Saber, which is the last season that just ended. And this is the final set for that show. So now officially I have every Soto from that show except for one, which was exclusive to a magazine. But I did order it from a vendor. And it was supposed to be here in August. And... I haven't really gotten any update on it. I reached out. They're like, yeah, we haven't gotten them yet. Uh, you know, we'll keep you posted. And I was like, okay, cool, because you already got my damn money. I want my product. <laughs> but obviously getting things from Japan and internationally in general right now has been kind of uh, wonky, so to speak, because, you know, of the spike in this virus in other countries. It is delaying a lot of international merchandise being moved sorry about that i'm drinking a celsius so i'm trying to get healthy you know i was drinking monster even though they're sugar-free and this and that and you know being more physically active in the snack and i was like you know what my friend of mine was like yo you gotta try celsius hooked me up with a can i was like all right that's pretty good and you know there's no sugar it's essential energy accelerates metabolism it helps burn body fat and i'm like cool because you know, I, I, I eat carbs again because I just needed flavor in my life. So I was like, you know what? I need I need a little boost in the uh, metabolism now I'm 35. So that's a little side note. So, yeah, no, I got those from Japan. Uh, I still, you know, in San Diego, I still go over to Kearney Mesa. I still, in Claremont area, you know, hit up Target, Book Off, Mitsua Market, Tokyo Central, Maine. So... I've been collecting the Toonie Terrors, and this is NECA's, like, 
you know, they do the full detailed like horror icon like action figures, but then they started this thing called Toonie Terrors. And they're taking like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Regan from The Exorcist, Chucky, Tiffany, Ash from Evil Dead, etc. And they're kind of redesigning them uh Saturday morning cartoon style. And I have all of them. Except for one that just came out recently for Jaws and it came with Quint and the shark. And I was like, I need that. And I haven't found it anywhere. Uh, a lot of people have been reselling them for like 45 to $60. And I was just like, man, I really want that. But I don't like even say with Chucky and Tiffany, they were selling for like 35, 50 bucks on like eBay and Mercari and Facebook marketplace and stuff like that. And I was like, I really don't want to spend that much. Cause usually these figures are like 17 bucks at 18 at the most. And I was like, I can't, I can't justify double, double, triple the price. And I haven't seen them in any stores. And then lo and behold, I was, we were at target just walking around and there's just, there's Quentin the shark on the shelf. I just scooped it up. I didn't know how much it was. I thought because it was a larger one, it would be $29.99 or something like that. I go to scan it, $19.99. I was like, 20 bucks. I was like, hell yeah. So now that I have Quint and the Shark, I now have the complete NECA Toonie Terrors collection, which I love. I have them on display. I haven't, I haven't honestly like brought myself to open the box yet because I'm just like, it does resell for a lot. And I'm not, like, tripling your money is a good deal. But I'm, like, I'm usually not the biggest fan of, like, reselling just to make a profit for something that I actually want in my collection. Because let's face it, I've sold some stuff that I did, like, I found in the wild that I didn't really even want for my collection. But I knew it was going to sell, like, when I found one of the Chase variants for AEW uh, Unrivaled. I found the Cody Chase variant. I sold that. Made made a good, you know, two little bit. You know, it was good money. I made over two hundred on it uh, for a, a twenty dollar figure. But usually I don't resell. So, but right now it's just like what else is? I'm like, uh, I'm I'm most likely gonna put it on the shelf. I just honestly I'm out of time. But that was like my main like grail find that made me just so excited. And then another thing because I you know like I said I go to book off and all these other ones like my Japanese tokusatsu merch I found the whole uh Tukayo Kuttner and Ricky uh mini plot set now mini plot is different than Soto's mini plots are kind of like the Gundam models but the miniatures like the Gundam G-Frame series is like the most compat comparable one I could think of to say for this but now I have all the mini plots from Kikai Sentai Zenkaiser, which is the 45th anniversary season for Super Sentai in Japan, which is what we usually get the source footage and inspiration from for Power Rangers here in the United States. So finding those in the wild, because you need more than you need multiple boxes to make the figure. So this one is only four boxes, and I'm glad I found it because yeah, it's cheaper to find them in stores, and I found it at the Japanese supermarket in the candy slash toy aisle and literally buying them that way. It's, um, it's probably like a third the price because online for those four boxes that you're gonna spend like 50, 60 bucks online, uh, for the whole, all four boxes. Whereas like when I go to the stores and find them, it's like four, maybe $5 a box at most. So it's 
always like I have that luxury of being able to go to the store and find them and not have to go online. I know a lot of my friends have said they have to order online only because they don't have those types of stores in their area. It's just those things where I'm just lucky that, you know, San Diego, L.A., Southern California in general does have a lot of Japanese stores, Asian-themed stores, and it's that where I can find these things. And I did say I was going to talk about manga because, you know, I needed it. Uh, I got three more volumes of the Ultraman manga. So now I have volume uh, seven, eight, and nine, which I'm happy I have now. Like, I kind of wish I got into the Ultraman manga when it was first being released. Uh, manga's pretty expensive at $13 a volume, but when you realize it's once a month, it's not too bad. But comparable to, like, comic prices, obviously, it's like, oh, well, for $13, you know, that's 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 three comic books, you know? But I'm slowly building up my Ultraman uh, manga collection. Uh, I get them at book off because... They will take manga. It has to be like really good to near mint condition and they'll take it. But when they resell it, it's usually like four or five dollars cheaper than like new price. So getting them for like, you know, seven, eight bucks each, not bad. That's where I've gotten a majority of them. Uh, they didn't have anything past volume nine. So I may either have to go to Barnes and Noble or an online retailer to get uh, the rest that I need unless they do, you know, magically pop up at book off next time we go uh i am enjoying this manga it's really good uh i'm noticing it's more centered and geared around towards the netflix anime which i don't mind uh the artwork's amazing that's always been something for me for manga is like i'm a sucker for good artwork good drawing i i think when people bring up the whole comic book to manga comparison like comic books versus manga sales in the snap there's something about manga because it's usually not, you know, unless you buy colorized, it's all, you know, black or white and shading. So there's something about just the pure form of the artwork compared to uh, comic books, which are very overproduced, you know, digitally done, colored in this and that. And it's just like, Okay, you when things get colored in like that, you kind of you still get detail, more depth to it, and this and that, and it can really set the atmosphere and the tone. But there's something like just raw and gritty about manga that will always appeal to me. And honestly, there there you can't really compare the two. And I noticed there's a whole trend where everyone wants to compare comic books and manga constantly, especially on YouTube with the people who are very critical of comic book studios right now and what they're doing for you know woke comics so to speak and i know that's like a topic i don't really touch on usually because uh i don't care uh there's always going to be a comic for somebody there always is going to be an audience for for a comic regardless of what it the writing is or art style there is going to be a demographic for it to say no one would read this comic is a poor assumption and a bad take, I think there is literally a comic book for everybody. And so when people be like, oh, look at manga's dominating comic book sales on the USSR, it's like, you guys forget, now that manga is more readily available and easily accessible in the United States, which it wasn't for a very long time, there, there's more weebs out. There, there's more weebs out here than you guys think, okay? We are everywhere. And I put myself in that category because I am a huge weeb 
Like, big time. One day, I'll tell you guys a story. I'll have to have Andrew, my friend Andrew, on the podcast. He hasn't been on the podcast at all. Uh, we have conflicting work schedules, but that might be changing soon. And I'll have him on so we can talk weeb stuff. And you guys can get an idea of just how much I weep. If you think my comic and video game stuff is bad, my anime and stuff like that is far... The rabbit hole that is far more in-depth than the comic books and video games and stuff like that for me. And I usually don't talk a lot about that stuff on the podcast because it's... That's a niche audience and also, like... It, it, I can go on long tangents about my weeb stuff, and I really don't want to. Uh, I do, but I don't. You know what I mean? But yeah. Festival Orbega, really excited. Um, I haven't, because I've recorded this at a weird time, I haven't gotten my comics yet. Because I had to do some extra crap at work. Not crap. Um, just ske- conflicting schedules, honestly. Like, I chose... To go over to, like, book off and this and that instead of going to, like, comic book shop. But luckily, like, they, they hold the polls for me. Uh, I'm going to be going tomorrow, so 88 will have, you know, my uh, my comic polls. Because this technically was going to go live Friday of this week. And instead, I'm probably going to put it up on Monday because I just put the other episode up, like, yesterday and that was the previous week like i'm delayed a little bit so i was like you know i think i'm just gonna put this up on monday which i don't normally do and then i can still have next uh the normal week's episode go live later in the week but i will have comics to talk about on that one because i'm gonna get my comics uh, also messes me up with dc releasing their comics on tuesday and everyone else releasing on wednesday because it's just like if i have a tuesday off and i go get my comics i'm gonna like have to go back over there the next day and I was like, oh, man, why can't everything just be on Wednesday now? That would be so much easier. But, yeah. Uh, uh, and I haven't really actually, because I was just thinking really quick, because usually I do, you know, if I don't pick up comics, I'll talk about them, you know, a graphic novel I'm reading. But because this episode is so close in recording time to the previous one, I really haven't, like, read any other manga, or Anna, not manga, graphic novels since the Archie uh, Afterlife. So... I still haven't read that. I am going to say I am going to be most likely reading Once in Future, Volume 1 from Boom Studios, which is like a weird modern take on like King Arthur and Excalibur and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for the next episode. That is going to be the main one I'm going to talk about on top of my comics I got because I'm probably not going to have time to read any of the comics I pick up, but I will be able to talk about that graphic novel because it's a good trade and I want to uh, read it. So yeah, that's that's all my collectibles and uh, you know manga and whatnot, uh, video games. Oof. So, uh, at the time of recording this, I have just finished um, playing. What was that game? I'm already drawing a blank, you guys. Oh, Shin Megami Tensei Three on the Switch. Good game. I don't remember playing this. I know I played it, but I don't remember playing the original version i honestly don't i think it's because i just played so many damn jrpgs but really good game i enjoyed it visually appealing um i started playing 12 minutes because it was on game pass and that's the one with like mcavoy willem dafoe and daisy ridley doing the voices um it's interesting not great 
Um, I thought it was going to be different than what it turned out, given how it was shown at the Xbox like presentation at E3 or whatever. Um, and not bad, just weird. Like it's a top-down game, and you're just in your like apartment talking to your wife, and then like random like cops keep barging in. You got to discover the clues and solve what's going on. Um, that's all I'm going to say, cause I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't played it. Um, it's worth checking out, but you know, meh. uh, another game that I got back into was Marvel's Avengers, a game that I played a lot. If you listened to a lot of the episodes last year, uh, when it came out, I played the shit out of that game a lot. And now that the, uh, DLC with Black Panther's added in the fight for Wakanda or whatever it's called. And this, that, I'm like, you know what? Let me jump back into this. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it runs a lot smoother now, I noticed. I don't know how much patching has been done or the snap, but, like, I think it was one of those, like, distance means the heart grow fonder because, like, I've been having fun playing it, and I'm glad I'm back playing it. Um, I am playing on Xbox, though. Uh, I was able to procure a PlayStation 4 copy, uh, very cheap at Pokoff. Because Spider-Man's going to be coming to the game, and I want to play Spider-Man, so I'm probably going to end up going through the game on PlayStation next. And I do believe it does have the PS5 upgrade, so I'm curious on uh, how well that game's going to play on the PS5. So I'm definitely going to be going back through Avengers again. But as of right now, I'm playing through it. I just finished all the uh, Kate Bishop slash Hawkeye um, content because I never finished it in the first place. And now I'm, you know, chipping away at the Wakanda stuff. And there's just, because there's a lot of games coming out. But there's also not a lot of games coming out. Like, one of the few games I'm really hyped for, in it, like at E3 and this and that, really, like, got me good to go. And it's coming out, I believe, the end of this week. I think, or it's, by the time this goes live, it's already out, is uh, Life is Strange True Colors. Huge True Life is Strange fan. I'm. This is one of my like big fall hyped games, so I'm really excited to play it when it comes out. Uh, I'm probably gonna get the deluxe edition just because there's an extra chapter that's like a prequel that takes place like a year before the main story, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm gonna need that. It's just weird because it's good. It's a sixty dollar game, and I'm like, I don't remember if those game like the original Life is Strange ones were sixty dollar games, and I'm like, and Life is Strange two, I dabbled in it but it was mainly on game pass so that's how i played it so i didn't have to spend any money technically even though you pay for the service obviously but yeah that's that's really for their games i'm like i said between work and collecting stuff and this and that I don't really i doubt like you know i'll if i have like an hour or so to kill i'll play some freaking pokemon unite and that's about it so yeah, uh, let's get into the main topic. Let's talk about what uh, you know, streaming services. Because as of right now, uh, if I'm looking at my 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 apps, my streaming apps, let's 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 just do a quick breakdown, really quick, of all the apps I have. So I have Amazon Prime Video, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Hulu Plus, Disney Plus, a whole lot of pluses actually, HBO Max, Shutter. Uh, let's see, Netflix, CBS Access, and that's it. 
because W Network's on Peacock. So that's a lot of services. Um, my favorites that I watch the most are Shutter because it's all horror stuff and I love it. Just wait until October. Like I said, Horror Month is upon us, the third annual, and I am going to be very, very busy with a lot of delicious episodes. Like, it's the point where I may have to, there's going to be some weeks where there's going to be two episodes because I just have too much content planned already. And yeah, and other than that, like Amazon, I enjoy from the standpoint of they have some good original shows. They have like the movie, like the Tomorrow War, and they do have an obscure amount of sci-fi movies and like Bigfoot and alien movies on there more than anything. Like a lot of found footage. A lot of my found footage films are on Amazon Prime. And then so Hulu it's cool for TV shows, but like I don't really care about a lot of TV shows, and you know, I think honestly, like Disney Plus for me, because between the MCU TV shows and all the Marvel films, that's been like cool to go through and like rewatch a lot of the stuff. Like, yeah, I have most of them on Blu-ray and this and that, my collection, but the fact that I don't have to get up and put a disc in because I'm that lazy of a a person where I can say, oh, I'm just going to go out the, the app and stream it. I don't want to, you know, I don't care. But HBO Max, like, because we haven't, I mean, I did an episode basically hyping up HBO Max, but they've changed a lot. The main thing that's getting me now is like all these movies that are going direct, like this Friday, Malignant is not only in theaters, but it's on HBO Max. And then we're getting The Matrix Resurrection on HBO Max and theaters and Dune. And we've already gotten Zack Snyder's Justice League. We got The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Like, all these films. And I'm just like, we're so spoiled this year that it's going to suck next year. Like, when no one does this. Because, <laughs> let's face it, all the press that else was set, they literally said this year. So, I hope everyone's enjoying it. Because that's not going to happen after this year at all. Like, at all. And I don't know how I feel about that because I I like I like uh my streaming stuff. That's you know yeah that's like that's it, the comfort of sitting at home being able to enjoy a movie. Yes, theaters are open. Yes, this and that. Like I Shang Chi in theaters going to see that this upcoming weekend. I will see you know Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Spider Man, uh, No Way Home. You know, I'm not against seeing things in theaters. I did a whole thing about how when theaters were shut down, it's like, let's go to drive-ins. Let's, like, a resurgence of drive-ins. I want to support theaters and movies that aren't on streaming platforms. But with everything going on, it's kind of tough, you know? Uh, But at the same time, I'm hoping, I'm an optimist. I almost said Optimus Prime. (laughs) I'm an Optimus Prime about this situation. Um, no, I, I'm optimistic that, you know, hopefully things will get better and all the major films for next year, there will be no qualms and no issues going to theaters to watch them. You know, I mean, Halloween kills is going to be on Paramount plus that movie. I a hundred percent specifically want to see at the drive-in. I uh, it's it like Halloween is such a important horror franchise to me, along with like Nightmare on Elm Street and a few others. And I 
want to like financially support that film. Like I'll probably go see it in theaters and then also watch it on Paramount Plus. I'm going to watch it more than once. That's for sure. But it's just tough, you know, with the current climate. And now with, you know, like I said, all the DC and HBO stuff and now Halloween kills and like Disney. Yeah. They were doing like that $30 premium, but then you can wait. Like we didn't rent Cruella and we waited. And then when it was put on Disney plus, we watched it. I was like, I'm glad I actually didn't spend money to see that. I, I, I'm a closeted, like huge Disney fan. My significant other is a huge Disney fan. And I just, I couldn't get into it. I, I, I just genuinely did not enjoy that film. And the $30 rental was a bit much. And yeah, so with all these streaming platforms and with next year going the way it is with, because as of right now, no one's updated, you know, for next year. Like we've gotten everything for what's going to be happening with streaming and video on demand for this year. Uh, I'm assuming HBO is probably not going to go the route and be like, we're going to extend it one more year. Now in 2021, you'll be able to, you know, see or 2022. I keep forgetting this year's 2021. My apologies, but I don't see them going through and being like, okay, well now in 2022, we're going to do the same thing because if they do it too often, that's going to become the norm. And then people aren't, aren't going to be open to just theater only because like, well, for the last two year, year, year and a half, uh, you've given us everything on the stream platform. Continue to do that, please. You know, so it's a tough, it's tough waters to navigate on how video on demand works now because it's everything has changed in the last 18 months for video on demand. I'm, but at the same time, it's like, I, want to go to theaters i want to go and get that dolby atmos freaking surround sound and just the vibes of you know dim lit apart like freaking theater and just the big screen i miss my cinema 4d i miss that and yes i've seen you know a few movies here and there but it's like i was consistent like anytime a new movie was out i'm like all right i'm gonna go see this gonna go see that you know now it's just like oh it's on hbo oh it's 9 p.m it's on there and let me watch it and i don't know it's i don't want to say i become lazy that because it's not lazy like i'm you know still only going out when i need to other than work so it's like mm, but i miss regularly going to the theater but at the same time i don't miss it because the convenience of these video on demand streaming services especially when you can also rent movies on Amazon Prime, like sometimes while they're still in theaters, which is delicious. That's like the main appeal of Amazon Prime for me, for Prime Instant Video. But yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to be happening in the future for streaming services with movies, you know, simultaneously releasing on video on demand and theaters at the same time and streaming platforms. Because... I say video on demand, but that's usually renting. But I'm saying just like out of stream platform, like The Matrix, Dune, Justice League, like all those, like how all that's been doing. Like that's what I mean when I say video on demand. Because obviously we already know about video on demand where you can rent stuff. But man, it's, it's going to be interesting, especially with Disney and Marvel, like delaying so many Marvel films and how dominant Shang-Chi, like I just saw the numbers and I was like, damn like shang chi is killing it and it should because i actually am a fan of shang chi 
uh, I have, uh, I did a podcast early on, like when I was in like the early double digits where I found a bunch of Shang-Chi comics at a Goodwill in decent, decent quality, not near mint, probably like a five or six out of 10, but these are all like original, like first, first appearance of Shang-Chi and this and that. And I was like, they don't know what they have. And these things are like 50 cents to a dollar each. And I just cleared out all of them. I got a bunch of Shang-Chi, a bunch of Defenders comics and this and that. And I was like, man, no, they don't know what they got. Like, <laughs> and now I know what I got because I'm, I'm a fan. So it's like, I definitely want to see that. Now, Eternals, on the other hand, I feel like I could live without seeing Eternals. In the theaters anyways, I may wait. Uh, I don't know. It just depends on how I feel, what else is out at the time, how busy my work week is. But as of right now, that's not like I have to go see that immediately. Like Venom, Spider-Man, uh, Halloween Kills, and Shang-Chi are like top of I need to go see these in theaters for me. But yeah, that's that's really it. Just a quick update on streaming platforms, you know, which ones I'm still at. Like Shudder, by the way. If you haven't signed up for Shutter, you need to. This is not an ad or a plug or anything like that. I have had Shutter since it started back when it was like three, four dollars a month. Uh, it was. I've had it since literally it started. It is a great streaming platform if you like horror films. I'm gonna do a big deep dive on Shutter in October, as why I think it's one of the most underrated streaming platforms. And from a horror standpoint, all like the top stuff on there. I'm gonna rank a lot of the Shutter originals. Uh, I already had that like pre-planned out already, started already, you know, compiling my list and watching everything to make sure I could have a fully formed opinion. So that's definitely something to look forward to. Um, that's really it for this episode. Uh, you know, kind of got a good amount of stuff going on. Uh, appreciate the patience of everyone and everyone who's been reaching out and this and that. I am fine, just working a lot and on top of that it's been really hot here like 90 100 something it's just it's atrocious and horrible weather but at the same time it's better than snow so i can't really complain in that regards so i mean you know made a good choice being out here in san diego uh that being said you can find an earned name mark podcast on all streaming platforms you can find it on stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, podbean podcast republic uh all the other ones that i forget to say and if you want if you're on apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star review leave me a little little comment ski you know I, I enjoy those and yeah so i thank you guys for listening to episode 87 of a nerd named mark podcast my name is mark and i'm a nerd <laughs> <laughs>